The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Spiritual Ecstasy with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Welcome to my program, Spiritual Ecstasy. My name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. I am a holistic physician, family therapist, psychiatrist, and world-known spiritual teacher, as well as a grandfather and father. Today we're, we will be discussing creating an alive environment for our children. The mo most important thing about creating a live environment for our children is for ourselves to be alive. That sounds simple, but how simple is it? A little child imitates unconsciously that environment, tremendously affected by our environment which he or she grows up in. And the impressions work into our children's life function, their, our breath and our joy and our digestion and our power and our strength and our vitality. It is clear, as I point out in my book, Conscious Parenting, that a loving, harmonious environment expands and strengthens the courage for life and our children for years to come. And that really is the theme of what we're talking about. Uh, in each child, there is a remarkable, unbelievable divine plan in its seed form. We as parents and grandparents can help along with the right proportions of emotional support and sunlight, soul light, and proper nutrition, soil pH, composting, so that luminous seed is truly nourished. And the real food, of course, is love. And on the spiritual plane, and nutrient-dense food, um, opportunities for uh, creative expression, self-esteem, building parent and child interactions, and 
what affects the child the most or children the most is not exactly what we tell them, but who we are as parents, who we are as teachers, who we are as full human beings. And that is why spiritual ecstasy, which is the joy of the soul bridging us to higher awareness, is so important because that's what our children see. That's what our children feel, regardless of what we're telling them. And that, I think, is the, the key thing. Now, some of this was discovered by Maria Montessori. She lived 1870 to 1952. And what she discovered was that if you uh, create a healthy environment for the children, they began to show really healthy characteristics of how to be in the world. People thought, oh, she's creating super children, but no, that's not what went on. She figured out how to create an environment that helped the children grow to be their fullest, healthiest, most spiritually awake and alive expression of who they were and are. So she discovered that in, the, in a supportive, healthy, and alive environment, which weren't exactly the terms she used, children exhibited healthy evolutionary characteristics, such as a deep concentration, ability of self-discipline, spontaneous joy, social cohesion, sense of dignity, and love for order, silence, and actually work. So at that may seem kind of like strange for children today, but that is actually what she discovered. There's nothing unusual about this when the alive environment is in full operation. And I believe that's the key to what we're saying. So that's why I'm talking about this. How do we create a live environment for our children? Well, step one is to do it in our homes is to create our own aliveness for our children to experience. So if we want, as we as parents and grandparents, if we want to create a live environment for our children, we have to be that alive and awake and spiritually turned on environment. That's what's really kind of amazing about it because it gives us a chance to understand our work on ourselves is not done. And today we don't have to, to go too far in understanding that there's a tremendous uh, problem in our youth today. And we can say in the, the Z generation, 
ages that's ages 10 to 25, we are looking at close to 70% having some kind of disturbance because their environment and how they brought up puts them in a state of being uh, almost not able to cope and needing to put, put on medications. This is unbelievable, but that's what we're looking at. And so us creating a lot of environment be being alive ourselves is really a, a key to understanding this. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'll be talking in more detail about creating a live environment, about ourselves becoming alive and creating an environment which our children, too, can become alive. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Welcome back. This is Dr. Gabriel Cousins, often known as the physician of the soul, author of 13 different books, including Conscious Parenting, family therapist, psychiatrist, and a holistic physician, and internationally known spiritual teacher. And I go back to something that's very important, which is what we're talking about, creating a live environment for our children. It's fundamental for the next evolutionary step for humanity. And that's where we're going to start. The spirituality of our children can't help but be affected by the spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental health of our parents and of our teaching systems. And I emphasize very strongly how important it is that we create an environment for our children by our own beingness, but also in their educational system as well. Um, and that takes us away from focusing on our children as economic units or being economically supportive, because um, we see it really isn't working. People really aren't that happy. There is an incredible amount of depression and anxiety and sadness and melancholy and dysfunction and ADHD in our our children. And just as a side note, uh, literally, uh, just by going organic in our food choices, which is part of a, a, a live and awake environment, ADHD can be reduced by 50%. And then with proper holistic approach, we are looking at a 90% success rate in healing ADHD and never subjecting the kids to being on drugs like Ritalin, which actually have long-term negative effects. But we also have to look at raising our children in a live environment to be alive, which means 
no longer accepting the primary goal of education is to be industrial productive. That's a side benefit. Because in that state of being industrial productive, there's a, a killing of the soul. Unless it's in context to the overall picture of being that productive, expressive, of alive being. And that's really the essence, is that we are part of spiritual evolution. Um, and our job, which is really what our life is about, is to create a sense of aliveness as a full human being. And by example, pass it on to our children. So the question people have is, well, what does an alive environment look like? Good enough. And its specific form may vary from, from family to uh, family and educational support system to educational support system. And one way of creating a live environment is to is by creating a home where we live the six foundations and sevenfold peace. And most important, creating an alive environment for us as parents and grandparents. Because we're often told, like when you're on the airplane, you know, if something goes wrong, you must put your, your own oxygen mask on first before you put your children's oxygen, uh, oxygen mask on. So we need to build our environment as an alive family. And we need to be open to receiving aliveness from our own environment and organizing our environment so we can actually re receive it. And for that, I have kind of chosen or created what I call <clears throat> the six foundations and for spiritual life and the sevenfold peace. What is that about? That's key. But a key to all of these is learning to receive in order to share. There's a little story about a kindergartner once emphatically put this teaching in the playground. Don't you see it's all about sharing? So that's what we're doing now. I am going to explain a little bit about the six foundations is how it relates to um, conscious parenting and creating a live environment. To create a live environment, nutritionally, it has to be a live food, a plant source, organic, vegan, 80% live food, a live environment and a live food, food that's highly mineralized, low in sugar, which is not the case of what our kids experience today. Okay, 
well hydrated, individualized to the unique constitution of our children, food that's prepared with love. And when I mean live food, I really mean organically grown plant source food that can be warmed up to about 120 degrees, but not necessarily cooked. At least 80% of that. And I do teach the living nutrition and spiritual fasting, and it's in a variety of my books. Conscious eating is one of them. Conscious parenting is another one. Um, And you can go to my website, treeoflife.mn.co and get a lot more information. So spiritual nutrition is the foundation. Research uh, at one school in Appleton, Wisconsin, at a high school, found that when they did something simple, like put the teenagers on organic food at lunch, they found a dramatic increase and overall health and overall test scores. That's significant. Now, I use the word organic because that's important. There's a study in Mexico, in a particular area, kind of uh, people living in a mountain, people living kind of in the valley. And they saw that there was a significant difference between the children growing up in the valley versus the the children growing up in the highlands. The children growing up in the highlands were far more developed neurologically, were more happy, were more functional, were able to work together in a much more uh, collaborative way. And the question came, why? And the only thing they could tell that was different is the kids living in the valley had far more pesticides and herbicides in their food than the kids living in the high ground. And what we see is is that uh, organic food, which means significantly less pesticides and herbicides, it's not really totally free of it, but significantly less, gives significantly greater nutrition and less neurological deficit that comes from the pesticides and herbicides that are in the food. So that's just like a simple uh, understanding of what we're talking about in a very practical way. Now, that's foundation one, spiritual nutrition. The second foundation in this alive environment, which is is building the life force energy. And my own children were doing yoga at the age of three and learning to breathe. And there are different kinds of uh, exercises we can do, Tai Chi, Chi, Gong Yoga, um, Feng Shui, Sacred Dance, which is, one thing that kids really, really love to do. Um, and these are all practices that expand our consciousness, expand our energy field, which is known as prana, chi, or nefesh. 
So what, what I have seen is that part of the uh, creating a live environment is to create high energy, balanced energy, parents and children. Now, another third foundation is what we call service and charity. Now, how does that make you come alive? Interesting question. And it's it's a way of looking at life. Uh, in the process of, of doing service and charity, we're able to face our attachments to things and to feel our heart connection to not only our whole family, but the family of life of all humanity. And as the Native Americans say, and I am a Native American sun, four-year sun dancer and eagle dancer, they say, to all my relationships, metakyo oasis. And this is a way of understanding that everything is our relative. And so when we're doing service and charity, we're expanding that consciousness. And, you know, as parents and grandparents, we serve the vital needs of our children. And that's service and charity. And that's building into our lives. And then as we teach our children to do that, you know, to serve and take care of each other and want to take care of each other, we begin to build what's essential for a healthy society and world, which is healthy social relationships. We begin to build caring about each other. We begin to help our children learn not to be isolated. So when they shut down the schools with the pandemic type issues, which didn't work at all, it has never worked, um, and wearing masks, which there's over 20 studies that show that doesn't work, those all create isolation and separation. And we are social beings. So we have seen today a outbreak of depression, anxiety, uh, learning disorders. Didn't happen by accident. We did just the wrong things. And may say, well, did it really help? Well, look at Sweden. Sweden didn't do any of this. And their results in terms of the society, in terms of the health of their society, was near the top of, of um, healthy outcome. But they didn't isolate the kids. They didn't separate the kids. And the kids went to school. So one of the things that I've noticed is that uh, there's a relationship enhancing. That's key word relationship-enhancing effect of community service projects, both for ourselves and as a family. Um, and there's a variety of things, you know, younger kids could learn to do, you know, walking dogs or helping in the local animal shelter or weeding an elderly neighbor's garden, you know, or just cleaning up litter in the environment or getting involved with larger ecological service services. Um, and 
by us being of service, we provide a positive role model for our children. And we strengthen their self-confidence and nurture a sense of purpose and fulfillment. So there's a, according to the Search Institute, which is an organization dedicated to discovering what kids need to succeed, youth who volunteer just one hour a week are 50% less likely to abuse drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, or engage in other destructive behavior. Think about that. One hour of volunteer a week, and they're 50% less likely. I mean, that is really makes the point about service and charity. Uh, it helps us to reach out to others beyond our own family and helps all members gain the broader perspective of old Metakuasin. We're all relatives. And that sense of connection is the antidote to the sense of separation that our forces uh, at play today in this computer uh, world, which is keeping people separate from themselves. Now that's number three. The fourth foundation is spiritual guidance and inspiration from a spiritual teacher. And people at every level benefit from teachers. Our parents are our first teachers, of course. I should say, and grandparents. Being in the presence of an awakened teacher gives meaning, value, heart, and energy to spiritual wisdom teachings and spiritual life. Spending time with spiritual people or in a in community, spiritual-focused community, helps expand and refine the mind and helps us access the great wisdom teachings throughout history, like the Torah, the Bible, the Tao Te Ching, the Vedas. And we bring to life the importance of teachers, respect for teachers. And most of us, parents and grandparents, can remember a few key teachers who made a big difference in our lives. So we becoming teachers and understanding that as our gift to help activate that seed of aliveness in our children. So we have our own aliveness as a teaching, our own wisdom as parents and grandparents, and exposure of our kids to high-quality teaching situations. Now, the fifth is foundation is sacred silence. And this is something a lot of uh, children are really initiated into. And I'm talking meditation. I'm talking prayer. I'm, I'm talking about helping kids focus on the name of God, uh, focus on chanting. And in different traditions that I've been in, Native American, uh, Vedic traditions, 
and the Torah traditions, biblical traditions, all these things are that really happen. And again, I would tell you that my my kids, and I'm not bragging about it, they were exposed to meditation and prayer at age three years old. And you know what? Kids can do it. What happens is if we don't expect them to be able to do it, oh, they're too young or they can't concentrate. Well, they don't they don't do it. So there, as as parents and grandparents, there's a certain expectation that tremendously supports our children. Okay. And that's the the key here is our sense of healthy expectation. Meditating together in a family really, of course, helps. Um, I mean, I can remember in India sitting through uh, uh, certain things with my five-year-old daughter, you know, eight hours a day for two days. She kind of basically sitting in my lap as we go, you know, went through it. Also with my son as well. He was eight. So the point I'm making is kids can do this. They, if we have that expectation as normal, they can do this. And that's what's really, really exciting in the whole picture. Okay, so uh, that's part of what I call sacred silence. And family meditations can be powerful tools for that experience. And of course, Dance and sacred dances can be part of it. The sixth foundation is what I call awakening the sacred feminine. In different traditions, it's a spiritual energy. In the yogic tradition, it's called Kundalini. In the Torah tradition, it's called Shekhinah. Um, other traditions, it's called Holy Spirit with the Divine Mother, but this is the awakening of the sacred feminine. And that's the awakening of the divine force that is a resting potential in us. That's the point I'm making. And we often call that when that energy is awakened, and it can be awakened at any age. Uh, I've seen it awaken actually even in babies in the womb. Um, it then expands you to a much higher awareness in your life. Uh, this usually occurs with exposure to a living, enlightened spiritual teacher by look, by touch, by sound or breath. It may also occur spontaneously, not unusual at birth. Of in women giving birth, um, and literally giving the touch to the uh, pregnant woman over the womb, babies come become very active, uh, and it's it's amazing to experience. Okay, so what we're looking at then is a a, a level of awakening that's important for our kids to have to be exposed to the alive, spiritual, we can call it divine mother when we're talking about kids, 
but it's the spiritual energy that resides in everyone. It's part of that seed that's been planted. Um, and while it's fairly common to talk about holistic nutrition, which we've done, and yoga and spiritual teachers and observing silence, service and charity, this energy is less commonly talked about, but is at the core of being fully alive. Okay, and it's found in almost every culture and religion, including Judaism, Christianity, such as in the day of Pentecost, Hinduism, Buddhism, Native American spirituality. It's been written by Carl Jung. This is not an, a, a far out concept, it's just that we don't talk about it much. But if we have this awareness for our children and in our lives, then they become exposed to this awakening energy as a highly positive biological and spiritual process. And it marks really a, a big uh, passage into the um, higher stages of our evolutionary development. I explained this very well in my book, Spiritual Nutrition. So the six foundations are not goals to be attained. Rather, they're in a, a way of life that creates an awakened and live normality. And that's really the message here, is to examine our own lives and look at how we can create an awakened and alive normality by living in these natural ways. And when we plant, when we water, we weed, we nourish the seeds for divine merging through our daily lives. So it's our daily lives, the natural living, this is the key message here, the natural living of our daily lives that leads to aliveness on every level. So as parents and grandparents, we can't force our children to reach their full potential. It's their life they must live. Our role is to create the most fertile soil and appropriate water that to help the seed within our children, the seed of consciousness, the seed of love, the seed of connectedness, the seed of spirituality, blossom. And so the challenge is for us to construct our lives upon these six spiritual foundations, or however you want to phrase it, but I make it really simple because it doesn't limit to any uh, specific spiritual path. And th this is our task. We create spiritual foundations that naturally establishes greater balance in the home and creates an optimally supportive environment for our child's fullest physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual unfoldings.
And this is not done by force or pleading or bribing or manipulating or tricking, okay? Or shaming, okay? All that doesn't come out well. It is through our love, our respect for our children, our own actions as being alive and awake, and our own connection with the divine, which our children can see and then incorporate into our lives, into their lives. So may everyone be blessed with this message of being inspired to live fully turned on, alive, spiritually ecstatic lives. And may you be successful at it. Blessings to everyone. Amen. Aho. Om Takiwasi. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today. <laughs>